We are live, not live, here at the Pottsville Library is our location today with Mr. John Powers. Uh, before we get to Mr. Powers, um, again, we are sponsored by Darren March, financial planner. Good guy. Good guy. Good friend. He's rest. Uh, you can find all his info in the info uh, section here on the podcast. Also, Cackle um, is a generous sponsor of the Coal Region Campfire. So, Mr. Powers. Uh, well, we're going to start, Alfredo, right from now. Yeah. Uh, JP. JP. Okay. Yeah, you, uh, you, you could have the mic there. Absolutely. Uh, I'm sure you had a, a heart attack this weekend. Uh, who did Alabama play? They had a real tough oh, game. They, had a tough they played New Nativity? Or, oh, okay. All right. Uh, Gillingham's next. So we're okay. ready. Ready. So you're known to be a huge Alabama fan. Uh, was it an easy transition? Because you have Pottsville Tide and, and Alabama Crimson Tide. Is, so did you keep the same gear for both? How about I started being a Bama fan back in the 60s when I was a kid. There weren't a whole lot of teams on TV in those days, mm -hmm. three stations. You had to get up out of your seat to change okay. the station. I know you don't remember that, but but you did. There were only a couple teams on. I became a Bama fan. I became a, a Bear Bryant fan. Went to Penn State. I'm loyal to Penn State, except if they play Alabama. But I had a huge picture of Bear Bryant in my dorm room at Penn State, and the guys got a kick out of it. And then, of course, I do my student teaching and end up back at Pottsville, so the Crimson Tide's been in my blood for very early in my life. Um, now, why, why did you like Alabama? I, you know what it was? It was the Bear Bryant thing. It was the way they ran their offense. They were just tough cookies. They played good defense. Uh, and then they started. Uh, people don't know some of this, but they kind of broke the color line by playing USC, which was okay. unheard of in those days for Southern teams. And he, he got together with the coach from there. They were good friends. They had a back-and-back -back series. They got dusted in their first game against USC. USC came back the next year, got dusted in Alabama. But the Southern schools, for the right reason, started recruiting black players. And it really, it really broke the line. Nice. So um, I'm looking, you know, we have some info here. So 1967 Nativity grad. Did you play any sports up there? I played basketball for half a year before I realized I couldn't play that well at the high school level. <laughs> and, and now, um, <clears throat> any other sports or no? Just, just uh, basketball? No, I wrestled for a little bit. They had okay. a wrestling program for one year, and uh, I lasted 11 seconds in my first match. You know, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I th I think you uh, you beat me because I wrestled for one year at Pottsville, which was the best thing if you're a football player out there, wrestle, because it's the best thing you can Agreed. do. Agreed. Uh, we were district duels. We were playing, uh, we were wrestling um, Northampton, Concrete Kids. Oh. And uh, Keith Kleckner, who was a uh, state runner-up the, the following year, he got pinned in 11 seconds. Uh, and he was like 131, and I was wrestling 171 or whatever, and I was like, I'm not good. I just got last longer than 11 seconds, and, and I, could, I could walk out of here with my head, head held high. I went out, I got pinned in seven seconds. There you go. <laughs> that ended my wrestling career because he hurt me in 11 seconds. <laughs> um, so then you, went, you go on the Penn State. Now, when you go to Penn State, did you, did you know that you went to come back here and teach, or were you kind of just – I'm glad you asked. I went, I went two years to Schuylkill Campus where I played basketball for two years on the intercollegiate level, which was a wonderful experience. But early in my career, ran headlong into a music instructor down there by the name of Mr. James Beach. I had gone in to be an accountant 
why I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I had Mr. Beach for a class, and uh, I wasn't doing very well in it. And he brought me in, read me to riot act. But before I left that room, Alfredo, and I had just met him, uh, he told me he wanted to see me get a diploma, and he told me he cared about me. Two days later, I walked into my advisor, and I said, I want to change. Uh, I want to be like Mr. Beach, change the education, the rest is history. I did my student teaching in York, Pennsylvania, Center City, York. Came back and uh, got a job at Pottsville in 71. Stayed till 2012. Best decision I ever made. Now, uh, I, I never had you for a teacher, so what, what classes did you teach? Well, 28 years I was in the classroom. Okay. I had a program called Individualized Instruction. So I had the same kids pretty much all four years for all of their major subjects. And I'll say this without even blinking an eye. They're like my children. They're mm. my family now. And uh, many of them were having a rough time. They were not special needs kids. They were having a rough time. And they were kind of giving me as a not only a teacher but a mentor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I fell in love with them. I'm walking in here today. Saw a kid I taught 40 years ago. First words out of his mouth. Hey, love you, JP. Love you too, man. That's what it became. After 28 years, though, technology crept up on me. I'm not real good with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mr. Dietrich retired. And he asked me if I would step over into the dean's role. I did that for the last 13 years of my career. And loved it all. Mm-hmm. Still love the kids. Yeah, I remember uh, when I graduated... Uh I had, I, again, I, I didn't know you at all in high school, really. I mean, I didn't have any mm-hmm. kind of personal relationship with you. But I remember looking over and I see uh, probably like five or six students I, I had graduated with. And, you know, they were giving you a big hug. And, you know, it was kind of emotional. I'm thinking, well, what, what's all that about? You know what I mean? I'm not hugging any. Te- and I love my teachers. I'm just saying, like, it seems like you had a, a different connection uh, with, with the students. And, and it, it, it was very clear and evident. Well, I appreciate that. It, it was a big deal for me. I mean, I got very emotional at graduation, especially when I was in the classroom. I was losing what I always looked at as my family. Mm. They were with me for four years. I knew everything about them. They knew everything about me. And if they ever talk about it, they're in big trouble. Yeah. But <laughs> that's what it was. And even when I was dean, I tried to take what I did in the classroom into the dean's job. Did I have to be the bad guy? Yeah, sometimes it was a shtick. Right. It was, you had to put the dog on. But I really went out of my way, even when kids got in trouble, to sit down and say what Mr. Beach taught me. You need a diploma. You got to get your act straight. I care about you. Uh, so I'll do whatever I can to get you through. I always felt I was more of a directional s- signal than a, a disciplinarian. Sure. It was more get them on the right track and a lot of very tough kids I dealt with over the years are having outstanding lives as parents, workers, military. I, it, it's a great feeling. It's a warm feeling. Mm-hmm. Now, you're also big in Railway Park uh, since 1965. Uh, you're a minor league coach. Uh, what was your record? Do you remember your record as a minor league coach? I mean, well, uh, we're not going to. No, I, yeah, I went in. I was a, believe it or not, sophomore in high school, okay. my neighbor. Danny Barnes, his name was, said, do you want to coach a team? We practiced where the middle school is now. So that used to be a – so that the football field was a baseball field or no? No, 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 where the middle school is. Oh, so that, that used to be – an old 16th 
that's what I used to practice football. Oh. It was just dirt field with thousands of rocks. And that's where we practiced and we walked. We carried the bags from 7th and Market Street. Okay, wow. So I, I coached there a couple of years with Danny. Then I, I had a little bit of a hiatus for one year, went to college and continued. And then a good buddy of mine, Danny McCullough, and I took Marlon Hose and uh, they became our team. So over the course of years, I was minor league coach. I was an officer. as a head umpire for years. And then about 30 years ago, uh, I started to sponsor a team in the minor league. It's called JP's. All I ask, I said, don't put my full name on. It's called JP's, but you'll know it because the shirts are Kelly Green and there's a shamrock okay, on it. Yes, that's, that's kind of a giveaway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so from 65 till now, uh, pushing 55 years with my affiliation. Uh, when my hips went, I stopped umpiring, but... Uh, I have new ones. Maybe I'll go back. You go down the field and, and, and medal with, uh, with the no, minor league team? No. I, I The kids, when I meet the minor league kids, I usually say, I just flew in. I'm the owner. And they get that look in their face. But uh, no, I was never a meddler. <laughs> I don't have that kind of cash. So you're also the your voice of the Potsdam basketball team since 1982. Right. I started there actually by accident because okay. Les Blankenhorn – Called me up to the booth one night. I was still coaching the girls. And Chris Knapp, who's legendary, uh, had fallen ill. I filled in for him when he was ill uh, for two or three years, maybe. I went and just did it. You know how this is, sure. Alfredo. You do it because you love it. Yeah. And I've been there ever since. So it's 37 years that I've been doing the Pozzo basketball. Um, now, do you plan on giving up anytime soon, or no? You're going strong. If the public tells me to give it up, I'll be gone, uh-huh. buddy. I'm I'm a I'm a simple man. I talk to my best friends, uh, and I say to them, "Listen to the broadcast. If you if you see me going, tell me. I don't want to be that guy." Uh, well, I, I I don't know if I've ever told you. So, so my dad was a big listener of Step Up to the Mic, and uh, he would always say, "Oh, he doesn't. He didn't know who you were." Um, but he always like, oh, that JP he gets on my nerves, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I love it. And then uh, <laughs> he met you. I, I think I introduced you to one time. I said, oh, yeah. and, I, and I said, Dad, this is uh, not in front of you, but after you, after you left, I said, Dad, that was uh, JP. That's a guy. And he's like, oh, uh, I, I thought he was different. He, he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> I always said, Alfredo, the first time he, I ever he, went he, on that show. We'd be at dinner, and he'd, he'd be like, ah, JP, you should oh, have yeah. heard him today. They, when I first time on the show. That I'm very centrist, but I'm also, uh, I'm going to yank a chain sure. here and there. But when I went on the show, they said, what do you think your role's going to be? And I said, that's easy. I want to pucker a few anuses. Okay. Well, when people would call and they were very angry, it could have been your dad. They would, you have me fired up. You got me going. And I would say, so you call and congratulate me on doing my job very well. Right. And it would, it would usually elicit a little giggle. And then we could talk. We could talk. So uh, I spent about two years there and uh, moved on. And then you do the game of the week, right, for T102? Yes, yes, the last three years. Who's that, you? And, is that you and Chaz? Chaz Hepler. Chaz is okay. my partner also in basketball. But now we're on the road doing those T102 games. So I meet the most incredible people at a lot of different schools that I never had an opportunity to meet before broadcasting. It was mm-hmm. always Pottsville. It opened up another world. We're still, I'm still doing Pottsville basketball with Chaz, but it opened up an incredible world. And, and I talk all the time. People in Williams Valley, 
my God, I feel like I'm part of their family. That's sure. how okay they are. But it, it it's a different experience. Now, what's the difference? Do you like basketball more or football? Are they just different, or what is it? Well, they are different. Uh, basketball is in my heart and soul. I, I coached at Pottsville with the boys for a number of years. I was a head girls coach for a number of years. But even as a kid, basketball was my first joy. But I, I love the football broadcast now, and if Chaz ever hears this, it takes a little more prep sure. than the basketball. I'm much more familiar with the basketball, so I have to do a little bit more homework. Now, okay, so you grew up in Pottsville. Did you play basketball in the courts here? Like, where, where was your court? Uh, well, that was it. I, I said I played basketball at Nativity for about half a year and ran headlong into a, uh, a head coach that was just as thick-headed as me. So I only lasted there half a year. I was a playground guy. When I was... 14, 15, oh, my parents were passed. I could talk about this now. I'd get picked up at the St. John's outdoor courts. There okay. used to be outdoor courts up there. The older guys, they'd be 19, 20. I'd be up shooting around. They'd pick me up, take me to Reading, take me to Allentown. Oh, really? You guys oh, were, yeah, my like parents a- thought I was at St. John's, you know. Uh, but I played a lot there. I play, played a lot in the old Minersville courts. And became very close with a lot of the black kids in the community who have grown up to be my my closest friend. But I was more of a playground player. Then I got to Penn State, Schuylkill, ran into two great coaches, and knock on wood, had great teammates. I was a leading scorer for two years. Uh, but that that was it. It's in my blood. But I'm really liking the football now because of the it's a diverse thing mm-hmm. from what I was used to doing. Plus, it's just neat that when you you know I like the part. And I fill in for uh, the great Charlie Drees uh, sometimes, but did he pay you to say that? Uh, <laughs> the great part. <laughs> I, I can't. I'm not. I'm not going to disclose right. that. You have a twenty uh, hanging out your back pocket. Um, but it's nice seeing a different. Like um, I feel I did a Pine Grove Tri Valley game, mm-hmm. and it's just like you know, it's just a different atmosphere on a Friday night there, and, and it's not better or worse. It's just different. It's just neat, you know. Like you have the cars, they have a great concession stand. It's just a different kind of feel and i think it's just neat kind of going around to different parts of the county you get a tour of it if you will you, you, know? you do it and what you see when you say it's not bad it's not good it's so different because a lot of communities especially the smaller mm-hmm. communities with the smaller schools it's a little more family-like sometimes they you really feel like you're part of the whole deal one of my favorite things is going to play some of these or, or do some of these games in football, and seeing a lot of former Pottsville people who now live in Oregsburg, Schuylkill Haven, and I call them all traders mm-hmm. because they moved down there. Well, they instead are. of they bringing are. those great clear. athletes <laughs> and keeping them in Pottsville. I pick on Tanya Payakovich-Martin all the time, three spectacular kids who played at Blue Coach Mountain. Martin was our freshman coach, right? Is that the same one? No, that's a different one. Okay. All that's right. a di- but, you know, I tease them all the time, but they're, they're still, this sounds so corny, they're still my family because they came through sure. that school when I was there. Now, do you remember, like, as, as a basketball, as the voice of the tide, do you remember, like, a, a specific call that you, you kind of go back and you, like, a, a, a game or something like that where you just were in the zone? And well, you, I have to tell you, Chaz yeah. still kids me about it. It was a playoff game. Uh Pottsville and Allentown Central a couple of years ago. And I was shocked 
the downtown central came up here and they had a little bit of a snotty attitude mm-hmm. coming from the lehigh valley i know nobody else <laughs> has ever seen that but they came rolling in and it was a district final for district 11 and they came rolling in and they were tattooing us down there at blue mountain pretty badly and uh Pazzo came back everything changed nick slitzer was there uh, it, it just some some great players. Our kids came back, and near the end of the game, and Chaz said, "JP, you're never going to change." I stood up with all the Potzel fans while I was broadcasting, applauding the kids, and I yelled across the floor, "Hey Central, warm up your bus. You're only taking silver home." <laughs> and Chaz went, "Oh my!" You said that on air? Oh sure. Sure, I I blasted it across the floor. That that may have been the biggest moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, anyone who played, if you played football, you know the coach Keating. You know, anytime we played a, a, a Lehigh Valley team, you know we always got the speech that they didn't know where Potsdam was. And so I don't know if they actually did say that, but you know. It's nice to hear when when you're a kid trying to get ready for a game. Like absolutely, listen, I saw the same thing in in Wyoming missing on Saturday in the Wyoming missing North Schuylkill game. There is a certain air. Uh, I don't know if they think we, that Schuylkill County smells yeah. different or whatever, but they they, they did stick back it up. up their nose. missing did back it up though. They did. Oh, I take nothing from the kids. <clears throat> nothing from the kids, but uh, some of the attitudes <clears throat> of some of the other people. Sure. Uh, it is what it is. Now, do you miss do you miss teaching? Every day. I'll tell you what I miss, Alfredo, and I never miss words with this. I loved my job. Mm-hmm. Whether I was in the classroom uh, or dean, I loved the kids I taught. I still tell kids I love them. I still give kids a hug. I did it when I was teaching. Uh, it's a different era now, but I have to tell you, every day I miss it. Mm-hmm. I miss it. I look back, circumstances that led to me leaving. My daughter was graduating. We walked out together. Uh, her after, I think she spent nine years in the high school. She had a tough time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I was in the district 41 years. We were able to walk out that night together, her with her diploma and my retirement. And that's when you knew that was... Well, I, I had made the decision right before that. What, what was it about teaching like what like uh you know before we started we talked about a, a former student of yours who now is a teacher at the at the state police academy Absolutely. And, you know when i was talking to him he said he loves it and what he loves most is seeing the transformation from week one to to week whatever i don't know how many weeks it is and he says that that kind of fuels him that, that that's what kind of drives him and i imagine i've never been a coach and never been a teacher but you have some instances i guess we all do in life and when you do that feeling of helping someone or, and kind of become a better person, I mean, it's got to be intoxicating, right? I mean, and, and it's more about becoming a better person. Uh, Jim Rhodes, great guy, senator from Monai City, was a teacher. He used to say, look, if you're a teacher, if a kid comes in with a spoonful of knowledge, your job is to send him out of there with at least two spoonfuls, if not more. And I, I saw a couple kids, a lot of kids, struggle in high school maybe because of home situations, maybe some things that we didn't even know about, had a tough time, but they came to school, they persevered, they may have not had the best grades in the world, and they're some of the people I'm the most proud of now Mm -hmm. because what you do in high school is not a barometer of what you're going to do the rest of your life. That's such a hokey line, too. Sure. And honestly, Alfredo, they are not the best years of your life. 
sometimes it's very difficult for kids. Yeah. But they go on and they've learned. And I look around, I, I burst with pride. I told you, when you called me, I, I was so tickled that you said, could you do this? It, it means the world to me. Yeah, I put out, I put up out a message on Facebook, and uh, a lot of people were like, you know, you got to get uh, John Powers on, and so made, made it happen. Your, your daughter uh, coordinated the whole thing. Uh, now, yeah, now I'm paying her back because she's getting married so, next Saturday, uh, oh, 21st. Okay. So I'll, I'll pay for that phone call, sure. trust me. Um, <laughs> and she's also, uh, you also became a viral sensation, Mr. No Technology. You were, you were uh, a viral hit. She got you tickets for the Bama game, I remember, last year. I, you know, it was funny, Alfredo, for uh, Father's Day. No, I guess three years ago now. Megan had been accepted to the University of Alabama. She was going to go. She and I went down for a visit, and we met the head of the Alumni Association. He treated us for a weekend. I thought she was signed, sealed, and delivered. She ended up going to Wilkes. She wanted to play college sports, went to Wilkes, had a great career. But when we were leaving, he said to me, I know it's on your list of things to do. I kidded him. I wanted, to go, I wanted to go to Ireland. And I said, I always want to see a home game at Bama, Tuscaloosa. After my daughter graduated from college, and as she says, got a real job, she showed up on Father's Day with the card, and there was a note in it. Simply said, hey, Dad, we're going to see Alabama play Mississippi State at Tuscaloosa on a certain date. She set everything up, and she put it out on She's friends with a lot of the Bama players. Right. I guess Twitter, Twitter yeah. Instagram. I, again, I'm not yeah. sure. Threw it out there. They, It went viral in Alabama. Yeah. We went down, and we were treated like royalty. They put us up in the Alabama condominium. Wow. Uh, we got police escorts to the game. We had breakfast on the lawn of the president. <laughs> Alfredo, you appreciate this. A guy walked over all his Alabama regalia, and he looked at me. I just had JP. He walked over and he went, excuse me, sir, you're the guy on the video from Pottsville. And I said, how do you know that? You're here in Alabama. You know that. He said, sir, everybody in Tuscaloosa has seen that video. <laughs> it did go viral. Got interviewed. Uh, you on the local on news, right? Birmingham station. That went viral. But uh, it was beyond my wildest dreams. And that came about. Megan did a lot of legwork. and uh, That's awesome. That, yeah, it was cool. A dream come true. Now, before we finish up here, you said no technology. Are, are you going to get a cell phone? No. Okay. It's, it's not, not I, enough. I, did you talk to my wife before this? No, she I, always tells me, I'm what if saying, something you know, important he, comes up? Like we need a quart of milk. That's true. I mean, you know, you got to adapt to the times, you know. I, I got to tell you something. I made it to 70. I lost both my parents. All my kids at some point in their life got injured. Nothing changed because I didn't find out in seven seconds. Okay. I'm going to be a thickhead. So, All right. Barbara, if you're listening, Megan, if you're listening, you paid the man I, off. The answer is still no. I could see uh, there is room for wiggle here. All right. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Uh, I know our listeners will definitely appreciate this, and uh, thanks for taking the time. Well, thank you, and I, and I mean this. This is quite an honor. You're another one of those guys. I'm so proud of our oh, Pottsville people, and you just add to the list, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it.